Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by United Airlines. What's new with United? New and redesigned planes with things like larger overhead bins with room for everyone's roller bag, power outlets at every seat, screens at every seat, and the ability to connect your Bluetooth headphones to those screens. Plan your trip today at united.com or on their award-winning app. Final delivery schedule subject to change. Coming up on TMS, happy St. Merkin's Day. This message is for Red Sonia. Lovingly touch your Modoc. Everything everywhere, all nominated at once. Can't suck my own. You'll get no nomination, no Oscar, and no Conductor Tar. All sequels are adaptations. Is anything legal in Missouri? Thank you, weed people. I think I found a whale burger. I don't like hairy seeds. Correct in effect. An entire year of dicks. The itch to chop down trees with Bill. Nearly crash dieting with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. My name is Gaia. Monsters summoned from the netherworld destroy Earthland by fire. The people of Earthland were overwhelmed, helpless in the face of this terrible power. You have nothing on me. Oh, I got a lot of shit on you. The Morning Stream. Don't call me babe. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to TMS. It's The Morning Stream for Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian David. Hi, Brian. Hello. Nice pause for pause for effect and uh, and, and clarification and, and uh, confirmation that you've got it right before you go any further. That's right. Pause for effect and pause for correct. See? See how Correct that works? in effect. My yep. favorite uh, metal band from the uh, 80s. Yep, they were great. I don't know where they are now, but good luck to them. If they look anything like uh, the lead singer for Motley Crue, well, rest in well, peace. sorry. <laughs> we're sorry for that. We're sorry for your Vince Neil looking face. Uh, all right. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's a new show. It's uh, it's here. It's Tuesday. And it's uh, uh, me and Brian, of course. We're going we're gonna to have a show. All right. If you were all thinking yeah. you weren't going to have one, good news. There is one. Okay? Exactly. If you were worried that, oh, no, they're not going to do a show on January 24th because of 
uh, Saint uh, Merkin's Day. Yep, Merkin's uh, Day. No, no, we we don't. We always celebrate Saint Merkin's Day yep. on January twenty fourth with a uh, with an episode. Yeah, don't Google how Saint Merkin was killed. <laughs> no, he's the patron saint of hair down there. Yeah, that's who that guy is. Anyway, we got a we got a big uh, full one for you today, and I want to start things off today with uh, a phone call. Okay. Uh, This is a call I got and a voicemail I got that I'm having a hard time deciding whether this is a real person or not. So we have to be put on our detective hats here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So it's this voicemail I got from this lady. And it sounds just like maybe she had the wrong number. But something about the message sounds like she's not a human. Uh, and I wanted to suss that out. Second, secondly, uh, I should mention anyway that I I edited one part out, which was just the return phone number because I don't know who oh, they are. Okay. Yeah, you D- want to dox them? So. Sure. Uh, so let's see how this goes. Here we go. This message is for Sonia. My name is Lisa with Dr. Holginson's office at Canyon View Medical. He has placed a referral for a merino. If you would return my call, thank you. Goodbye. Something about it. She sounds a little robotic. It, yeah. uh, there's places where you think she would take a breath where she doesn't. There's right. no pause. Yeah, and I didn't edit that. So she is huh. she is talking. That is how she talks. Like this part right here. Hold on. This message is for Sonia. My name is Lisa with Dr. Holginson's office at Canyon View Medical. He has... That right there. Canyon View Medical, he has. Like she just goes right in. Canyon View Medical, he has. And that wasn't... That's obviously it's not where you took the phone number out. No, no, that's later at the at the thing. So, so Canyon. Okay, I didn't do this yesterday. Canyon. View yeah, I was going to say look up and see if there really is a doctor. The the other question is, well, what's the end game? If it is a scam call, mm-hmm. I guess they could be wanting to see if your phone number is real. So if they get you to call the number they give you, thinking you're going to call and say, "Oh, I'm sorry, you've got the wrong number. Uh, there's no patient here by that name or whatever." Sure. Then boom! Now they'll all of a sudden get your your uh, phone number now here's okay so this is a real canyon view medical center or part of the canyon view medical group is located in springville utah so that's like uh i don't know an hour south of me uh let's see is the number did you don't have the number that you edited out somewhere where you can look and make sure i don't have it yeah i don't have it i didn't write it down but let's see um this is an 801 number, so this must be real. All right, maybe it's real. Maybe they just think I'm yeah. Maria or something, and I got an appointment. I don't know. <laughs> like when that when that happens, am I okay? Let me. Here's another question for you. Let's say this is life saving medical help. All right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You you owe it to yourself to call and say, hey, there's no. What was the name of the person they were looking for? I forgot. Hold on. This message okay. is for Sonia. 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 This message is for Sonia. <laughs> Ducky of a dark dad. <laughs> I mean, I could call in and go, look, I got a wrong number. You guys have the wrong number for this Sonya person. And, you know, you, you should know that for, you know, mm-hmm. in case she, you need to get a hold of her. You know what? I could even yeah. do that right now. Why don't we do this? Let's just do this. Oh, do it live? No. Yeah, let's no. do it. Let's do it. I'm going to call her. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it taken care of. Let's do this. All right. Here okay, we go. Let's do it. You got to put this number in. All right. Here we go. Why am I hearing old-timey music in the background? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, good point. Let me turn that off. All right, here we go. Thank you for calling Canyon View Family Medicine, Springville. To speak with a receptionist, please press 1. All right, I don't know why they're so quiet. office, 
I'll listen. It's the same voice. Oh, this is nice. Listen, uh, this is nice. Yeah. yeah, my doctor's office whole music is the most. Canyon View Pediatrics welcomes pediatrician Sarah Tang. Doctor Tang loves pediatrics. She did her residency at the University of Utah and Primary Children's Hospital, uh -huh. where she had the privilege of caring for children and their families yeah. in some of their best and most challenging moments. Fantastic. As a mother, mm. Dr. Tang strives to be the type of pediatrician she would want for her own family. As a mother. Schedule an appointment with Dr. Tang today. See, there's that thing, <laughs> that as a mother thing. I hate that. Yeah, yeah, but you want that. That's actually all... all uh, Support it. You'll allow that one. All right. I'll allow that one. Yes. All right. Fair enough. All right. We may be on hold for a while. It says they're open. If we get yeah. one more Doctor Tanging thing, I'm I'm hanging up. Oh yeah. You know, by doing this, you might they might repeat Sonia's last name. Oh. When they confirm, like, and you'll have to give a phone number. <laughs> Wait, I will. Why would I have to give one? Well, maybe you won't. Uh, yeah, I don't have to give him anything. Canyon View Medical anything. Group has cared for the communities of South Utah County since 1957. Whoa. Our goal is to help make our community a healthy and happy place for all of it's us. Like, it's like we a newsletter. Call like, South <laughs> Utah County home. Our staff and providers actively participate in school. There's church, a coupon code for your <laughs> next visit for pediatric needs. Families, friends, all right, I'm neighbors. calling them later. They're lame. They right, they don't yeah. pick up. They got how busy can you be at eight a nine twenty four a.m. in Springville? Come on now, that's yeah, just that's exactly. too much. All right, well, well so we're experiencing a high call volume, uh -huh, Scott. Sure, <laughs> like they always say. Yes, crap bastards. All right, well, anyway, there's that. But I have another one. Uh, <laughs> this segment was lame. Oh, fine, lemonade. <laughs> oh, the segment was lame. There's no segment. Kidding, but, yeah. Oh, there's no segment, lemonade. That was all impromptu. Bit, yeah, this is a bit we had planned for <laughs> for weeks. We we finally got to pull the trigger on it after yes, all this sub subterfuge this bit for weeks, and finally. Yeah, finally we got it out. All right. Uh, we have an idea. Um, I don't. I'm a little, I, I have some logistical questions about how we would do this, but we have an idea from a listener who is on the road. So listen to this. Okay. Hey there, TMS guys. This is James the Trucker. I'm on I-30 between Little Rock and Texarkana. Anyway, I'm listening to y'all talking about uh, how you got too much stuff and you need to pare down and you, you're going to option this and sell that. I had an idea. We used to do fundraisers a lot when I rode motorcycles more. And uh, TMS Vegas would be a really cool time to do some kind of uh, auction, silent auction, drawing, whatever, raffle for some of the stuff that uh, you don't have tons and tons of money invested in and do a fundraiser for some kind of charity or something. Just an idea. Love the show. I'm always down for charities. Mm -hmm. Here's the only yeah. stinker about this. If we... Uh one would assume you'd need to have the stuff with you, which means yeah, I got to load up a car. Driving. You'd have to figure out. You'd probably have to drive for your I'd stuff. I'd have to drive instead of flying. Yep, which is a ten-hour thing for you, not not the easy two-hour flight no. normally. Um, and then even if we did it as like, all right, we're bringing lists of things, and then these get mailed later. It's just yeah. a it's just a handful, but it's possible. A logistical uh, nightmare. Yeah. Maybe we do a maybe we don't need to do it at Las, uh, in uh, TMS Vegas. Maybe we do a live stream where we each bring 10 things. 10 things that 
that we have that are you know it's not like saying oh i've got this uh uh logitech uh watch apple watch charger mm-hmm. <laughs> but something like oh yeah you know i've got this this uh signed batman poster that you know i i just don't have room to hang up anywhere so I'll totally sell it, kind of thing. Sure, yeah, I and mean, I've got stuff like that. I mean, like, yeah. uh, the, I was just talking about those those uh, pop toy thing or the uh, the what, uh, the Funkos. The like, fun I've got a whole yep. stack of those exactly. like untouched, unopened freaking uh, things. Why not that? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So like we'll it. we'll we'll give it some 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 thought. Uh, yeah, because I always like doing charity stuff too. Uh, speaking of new shit, yeah. So I I showed the uh, the vision. Yeah. Yesterday. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Okay. Yeah. 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 I have his uh, his girlfriend. What? Now. What? I have uh, Wanda. Whoa, <laughs> she is. Uh, she's, she's got a big head. She's running and angry. Well, she's she's leaning for the Scotty Young stuff. Always has like kind of big, chibi looking heads. Yeah, she is. She has definitely got the Scotty Young the uh, the uh, Scotty Young head. How, how are you? So you got two in a row, like just in the mail. Two in the row in the mail, yes. Those were two that basically I I looked for them online, found a few on Amazon, sorted by cost, and said, all right, what are the two cheapest ones I can get? And now what's availability? It's like, only three left. I'm like, oh, okay, well, then I'll buy a Scarlet Witch, and I'll buy a uh, a Vision. I actually ended up with two, accidentally ended up with two Visions and sent one of them back. But mm. uh, yeah, so I'm just kind of keeping that. Uh, basically, I've got... I've got Camel, Camel, Camel letting me know when prices drop on any of the other ones I want because I'm not paying more than, you know, 20, 30 bucks for, for these. But uh, Sure. Uh, How many are there? Are there like a whole uh, set? Like f- almost 50 probably. Like I've, I've just kind of coming up with a list of them. I came up with about 50. That, All right. Uh, that you'd yeah. like to get? Sure. Why not? That I want to get? Yep. We haven't so even mentioned the out. fact. We haven't even mentioned the fact that freaking... Uh, Oh, what's his name? Uh, Modoc showed up in the trailer for the Ant Man. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about that. Like, is that happened like on a weekend, and we we didn't do a show until Monday? Yeah, Brian's favorite ancillary villain, Modoc. My favorite ancillary villain. Like, I love Mysterio. I love Modoc. I'm I'm a fan of Kang too. Yeah, but uh, this is not a spoiler, Claire, because it's in the trailer. Yeah, uh, it's in the trailer twice. He's so, in the trailer twice. Yeah, there's uh, Benjamin says, I sure hope that's not Modoc. It's it's not the Modoc we know and love from the comic series. It's what's his face from uh Ant Man and the Wasp from the I'm sorry, from the first Ant Man movie when he went he when he got you know, shrunk down into the quantum realm. He the bad was, guy, uh, the bald the bald dude. Right? Bald dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that actor, he's actually pretty good. He is really good. Yeah. Yeah. So they're gonna re- they're Poor gonna soul. they're gonna rewrite that a bit. You know. Exactly. Because all right. Because the original thing was, uh, AIM decides to create a super smart serum. They uh, try it out on this dude. It makes his head super large, and that's uh, that's how Modok was created. It becomes evil. I mean, yeah. that's kind of a really pared down version of sure. the Modok backstory. But sure. That's- sure. And why can't there be more than one version of Modok? You know. This is its own universe. The Marvel universe is is vast. Uh, this is Earth, some number that isn't of other numbers. Let him be what he's going to be here. It's fine. We don't mind. I don't know. Well, we don't know that it's. I mean, I think this is six sixteen. Marvel is it? universe. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, look at that. Yeah. He's scary. It's my big ass Modoc. That's a good one, though. That's the one this I want. This is. Yeah. See, never. That's the thing I would never sell or give away. 
Nope. Keep, keep nope. That this, forever. this this stays with me right yeah. here. And touch it lovingly each night. Modoc. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I even have, have somewhere I have his other face. Like I can. Uh, this is his like face and then there yeah. i can pop that face out and put in another face oh he has multiple faces he has two faces the two faces of modok whoa yeah. what a two-faced bastard he is uh, oh look at that it's like a mr no potato face. head but in the yeah. quantum realm great exactly anyway very nice uh all right we had no- oscar nominations this morning everybody it happened we, we usually like to mention these because it's interesting um i'm yes, a little surprised a lot of good nerd stuff uh, the very first nomination that that uh, Ashley and, or Allison Williams and Riz Ahmed said was uh, Angela Bassett for Black Panther: Wakanda yeah. Forever. Yeah, the first actor nomination, first uh, for a best Marvel. actress or uh, actress nomination for a Marvel. Film. I think yeah. it's actor. Period. Right? No, no. Chadwick got nominated for. No, not for yeah. that. Did he? I think so. Uh, hold on, that doesn't sound right. Did it, I thought I read this morning it was like oh no it's a big deal it's the first actor nomination oh, for first a- actor I thought okay you're right I thought Chadwick Boseman got uh, I guess he I mean he obviously got nominated for uh, yeah uh, get other stuff right for yeah the other the what uh, was that one you recommended he was in this yes singing the, the singing one the singing one and I can't remember what it was shoot yeah I don't remember the name either I need to watch that still. Uh, yeah. Anyway, right. the okay. big- it's funny because the way they they um, phrased it on the news today was like, and she's the first actress to get a uh, uh, a nomination for a Marvel film. Thinking, oh, okay, so somebody else, so somebody else from the MCU must have gotten one, but I guess not. Yeah, just, it's yeah. it's a big deal. I like her a lot. It's we're, huge. Yeah. We're about to watch her in uh, Strange Days this weekend. She's good in there. Cool. Anyway, uh, so everything everywhere all at once is the leader this time. It's got eleven nominations and Next is to Tina's joy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, people are pretty stoked about that. Yeah. Uh, well, Tina isn't, but yeah, oh, Tina's not. Oh, that's right, Tina didn't like it. That's right, I couldn't. Tina didn't like it. She gave an audible groan when the the section of the film that uh, started with all at once because you get the everywhere everything everywhere and then all at once is sections of the film and mm. she was so done with it by the time we got to all at once she went oh in yeah. the theater well so let's i mean who knows how that thing will do but it's currently leading i mean remember oh, drenched wildfire said the same thing my wife and son went to see everything everywhere all at once yesterday they both said it was by far the worst movie they'd ever seen what how is that possible? Wow! You, well, you need to movie. you need to watch some of the crap we watch for film sack. I would I I enjoyed it. Um, does it deserve uh, a best picture nomination? Maybe, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I think Banshee's Vin Sharon. I mean, it well, got go one through, though. Let's go through the best picture list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, will it win? Probably not. I mean, this Probably is. Probably not. Remember, Fury Road had fifteen or something. And it was, and one of them was Best Picture, and it didn't win Best Picture, so it's entirely possible that the leader of the pack will not win overall anyway. This isn't—I don't think this is an indicator of like who's going to win Best Picture anyway. But anyway, here's your eleven nominations, or sorry, that movie got eleven nominations. What I'm saying. Here are your other nominations. Uh, we got uh, let's see, the most nominations uh, went to that film, and then All Quiet on the Western Front, a movie that's in my queue, but I've been nervous to click because it sounds depressing. <laughs> Uh, I, I like every time I saw that get recommended to me, I thought, well, geez, yeah, 1930 film. I'll watch it eventually. But 
Oh, you didn't know it was a new one. <laughs> I didn't know it was a new one. No, yeah, no, because yeah. I, yeah. And it's all heard. all German all the time. That movie, no English. Is, I know it takes place in Germany, but it's it's American soldiers, isn't it? No, 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 German soldiers. It's all German it's all soldiers. based on a book about the German. The it's German soldiers in World War Two. One. One. Sorry, one. one. And uh, I think it's told from their perspective, and the book is written by Germans, as far I think. Gotcha. So it's like, hey, I mean, I know, how about the German I know side? It's also for once? in the, um, it's also in the best international film. Surprisingly, and this is going to make Guy Gary from Brooklyn happy. Uh, RRR did not even get a nomination for best international film. It did get best song nomination for uh, Nacho Nacho, but uh, mm. you know, because it is a, it is a. A dancing musical, as uh, Gary from Brooklyn uh, believes it to be. Yeah, he's he's sure of it. Yes. Uh, let's see. All Quiet on the Western Front, Banshees of Inisherin, uh with nine each. Uh, mm-hmm. Both got nine. I think that's deserved, uh, certainly in uh, Banshee's case. Mm-hmm. Elvis sure. with eight. Uh, the Fablemans with seven. Tar and Top Gun, Maverick with six each. Mm-hmm. And Black Panther, Wakanda Forever with five. And uh, of the ones you just mentioned, uh, Black Panther is the only one that didn't get a Best Picture nom as well oh yeah they figured they got that they got their deal earlier on yeah um, exactly but avatar the way of water yeah uh uh triangle of sadness and women talking rounding out uh all the ones you mentioned rounding out the best picture nominees yep uh for director we got martin mcdonough for banshees of sharon everything all at once director daniel kwan and daniel schnert schnert shinert is it shinert there's an extra there's an extra set of vowels in there uh, the Fableman, Steven Spielberg, Tar, Todd Fields, and uh, Triangle of Sadness, Ruben Ostlund. Ostlund. Yeah, no, no best directing nomination for James Cameron, mm. which surprised a few people. I don't know. I don't feel like you get it for your big computer movie. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like did he get? Did, he got nominated for uh, and won, I think, for uh, Titanic, didn't he? I know the movie yeah, did, but did pretty he? Sure, pretty sure he got Best Director that year. Yeah, I think he did, too. Uh, let's see. Best Actor in Leading Role, Austin Butler and Elvis. He's your Elvis mm-hmm. in that. Colin Farrell <laughs> in the Banshees of Inisherin. Um Almost said Daredevil. It's weird. My brain almost said Daredevil. <laughs> Oops. Uh, let's see. Brendan Fraser I for want a, the... I want an effing costume. <laughs> <laughs> I never miss. Uh, Brandon Fraser, or Brandon Fraser rather, for the whale, mm-hmm. which I thought hey. would be more all over the place in here, but it's just the one. Just, so. just yeah, that and uh, a, a supporting actress. I think they should have done practical effects for that one too, because they made him look Gosh, huge. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, Paul Mescal for After Sun and Bill Nye for Living. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah, be I sad if he won, and I don't even know what Living is. I'd still. No, I know that's uh, had not. Have not seen any of these except for Banshees and Sharon. So we've got a bunch on the list. Elvis currently streaming, I think, on HBO Max. Yep. Yep. Uh, After Sun's a rental, and I don't know about the whale or living. Is everything all at once streaming yet, or is it still a buy yes. thing? Is it? I think that's streaming on Hulu. Maybe Paramount, or maybe um, Peacock. Somebody like that. Yeah, that's right. I think it was. Uh, Oh, Showtime. Oh, Showtime has it. Showtime. Yep. I don't have Showtime right now, but I do want to see it. Um, I have that as part of like a CBS deal. Like I got CBS and Showtime as a bundle or something. Aren't you, when you do that though, don't you end up paying 
the same as if they were separate, or, or do I have that? No. Oh, you get a no, you do get was, a deal. It was like a it was a pri- it was the cost of buy one get one free. Basically, it was like uh, get you know pay for CBS get or Paramount Plus get uh, uh, Showtime free. Is that permanent or a limited? No, I think it was a one year. Oh, deal. okay. Well, that's not bad though. Twelve months. No, it's been great. I could do a year. There have then... been so many things on recommendals that I've recommended from Showtime that are really, really good. Especially that that document or that uh, biopic about the formation of Uber. Oh. Uh, super pumped. Yeah, with, with uh, uh, your Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That's so freaking good. I couldn't yeah. bring myself to want to see it because I, I, I don't. The like name douche. is a turnoff. Right? I, it's not even that. It's just douche bro. I don't want to hear. I don't want it to is. hear about those douche bro bags. That's kind of what guys. I mean. Like the name makes you feel like, oh, it's going to be this whole like this. He's going to be saying bro every time, every at the end of every sentence. Oh, bro, we got to do. We got to start Uber, bro. Come on, bro. Yeah, I worried about that. Uh, best actress. You got Kate Blanchett in Tar. Mm-hmm. She's not in tar like the substance. She's, she's not in, in the tar. film. It's not like uh, yeah. She's not in the La Brea tar pits. No, she'll not be no. Clay, uh, Kate Blanchett feather next year. Okay. <laughs> uh, Anna de Armas in Blonde. How you feel about that one? I know you were split uh, on the movie. If there's anything, if there's any part of that film that should get a nomination, it is uh, Anna de Armas's performance because she was great. She was the only, and I'm not just talking about like the fact that she's naked through two-thirds of it, but um, the, the she did a great job of portraying this, this really um, flawed, <sighs> flawed in the way that she was being manipulated by so many people at, at, uh, at once, and it's, you know, is heartbreaking to watch, and she pulled that off really, really well. Uh, let's see. We got your Andrea Riseborough in uh, To Leslie. Don't know that person or That's that movie. First time I've heard of either of those. <laughs> yeah, those are names not <laughs> names. familiar to me. Yeah, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. We know her. She's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh and Everything All at Once. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Get uh, Captain Jojo her due finally. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> sure. Uh, best actor in supporting role: Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inisherin. This bugged me at first because I thought, well, why are you giving him why supporting? Is he supporting? But yeah. he is. It's not. He's not as prominent in the you thing. You focus really on Colin Farrell for that movie, even though even though <laughs> Brendan Gleeson's character kind of causes all the shit to yeah. happen. No, you're not wrong. And he and he's got I that guy you should give all five of his fingers their own nominations. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Um let's uh-huh. see. Brian Terry Johnson in Causeway. Don't know who that wow, is. Wow, not even the right name. Brian Tyree Henry. Oh, Causeway. what did I say? Brian Tyree jo- Terry Johnson or something. How did like I get that? Johnson in there? I have no idea. You just want him to be a relative. You know him as a paperboy in Atlanta. He, um, Oh, I like him. Uh, yes. And that movie, I don't know if I recommended it, but it's, it's pretty good. It's got Jennifer, uh, Lawrence and it's one of those, God, is it an Apple TV plus thing? I don't know. She's a, uh, um, She's just coming out of incarceration. Anyway, I don't want to give a lot away, but um, Causeway is Causeway is definitely worth seeing, and and Brian Terry Henry is just fantastic in it. Nice. He should change his name to Johnson so that I can retroactively uh, be correct. And I and I think, and somebody can clarify or correct me on this. I think he and Kathy Hopkins, Cheesy G, are or were really good friends for a while. 
Yeah, but if you go look at her Facebook page, she's apparently <laughs> good friends with all people everywhere. She is good friends with all people because she's she's I good have, and friendly. I have questions about it. Not not in a bad way. I just have okay. questions. All right. I have questions. I should really ask her since I you know we know you her. Should. It's yes. not hard to yes. ask her. But I got questions. Judd Hirsch in Taxi. Just kidding. The Fableman. <laughs> I love Judd Hirsch. I'd love to see him yeah. win something. That'd be great. He was, uh, certainly wasn't going to get it for Independence Day, so why not give it to him here? Sure. He was really good in Uncut Gems, though. Fantastic in that. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, he was really good in that. He was, what's his name's dad, right? Yeah, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very, very uh, good. Sandler's, Sandler's dad. The yeah. most normal human being in the entire movie. Everybody. <laughs> exactly. The only one that doesn't cause any stress in yeah. the whole film. Everybody else is effed. Uh, yeah. Barry Cogan for the Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, K. He's the young. He's the young kid. Yeah. Oh right, right. Oh, he was good. He was really good. Yeah, I liked him a lot. I uh, I was he. It bugged me at first because I just was like, "Where do I know this kid? Where do I know this kid?" Mm-hmm. And I think it's from uh, all stuff I haven't seen. So like, uh, um, uh, what's, the, what's well, he was he was one of the Eternals. Uh, but so you haven't, haven't seen, seen Dunkirk. That. Haven't seen Dunkirk. Haven't seen Eternals. Oh, I thought uh, you'd seen Eternals. All no, right, no. Uh, the Batman. I can't remember who he was in the Batman. Oh, I did see the Batman. Oh, he's the new yeah. uh, Joe. He's the new Joker in the Batman. That's who he is. Oh, okay. So we see him at the. You sort of see him. Yes. He's like oh. sort of. You hear him. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, Chernobyl. He was in. Oh, then I have seen him. Yeah, I love that thing. And he was in that one season of Why the Last Man. Nice. <laughs> uh, he also got uh, short round and uh, everywhere all at yes. once. Everything all at once. Well, time yeah. for Oscars, Doctor Jones. Yeah, that'd be cool. Best actor supporting role: Angela Bassett in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Hong Chow in The Whale. The Whale. The Whale. The Whale. Uh, Carrie Condon, Banshees of Inisherin. I love her. Love her. She is great. Yes, she's so great, dude. She Gosh, is. Dang it. Yeah, I love her. And that. that you know, I'm just waiting. I know we'll never watch that for film sec, but that whole description of, uh, oh, uh, a bunch of uh, dudes and one woman in, mm-hmm. uh, on this island. <laughs> yeah, she was like the only lady for 100,000 miles. Yeah, well, except, so it sounds like a Randy. Uh, a, yeah. a Randy. Except for the old lady, the old crone well, with the cane. Yes. Oh, God, the uh, the witch, yes. She was weird. <laughs> she was weird. Gives me the creeps. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis for everything all at once, everything everywhere all at once. She's uh, first time for her, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. Stephanie Zhu for everything all at once, and then you got all your other stuff. We'll skip past yeah, some of these. Uh, how about um, uh, song? Let's see. Or uh, the screenplays would be good. Adapted screenplay um, again. All quiet on the Western Front. Glass Onion getting its uh, its I think only nomination. I think this is the one uh, yeah. for adapted. Yeah, Living, Top Gun, Maverick, and Women Talking. Um, original screenplay again. Banshees, Everything, Everywhere, Fableman's Tar and Triangle of Sadness. Yeah. Um, no surprise there. Again, uh, best original song. You do get Nacho Nacho from Triple uh, R. Um, applause from Tell Like a Woman. Hold my hand from Top Gun Maverick. Uh, lift me up from Black Panther, and this is a life from everything, everywhere. But international feature film, All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, Close, EO, and The Quiet Girl. Sadly, no mention of uh, RR there. It's too bad. It is. Uh, really best, surprising. Best animated film is always a fun one. Uh, Del Toro's Pinocchio, yes. uh, which I Carter and I are trying to get time to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On from Dean Flesher Camp. <laughs> Uh, Wasn't that that started out as a uh, YouTube 
like a bunch of uh, little short animations on YouTube, right? Uh, I don't know. I never even show. heard of it. It's news to me. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Let's so. check that out. I like stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which by all accounts is really freaking great. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. I've heard nothing but like rave reviews about that movie. It's just nuts to me. The Sea Beast and uh, Turning Red, which uh, was uh, delightful. Uh, Let's see, is there anything else here? Real quick, uh, the best animated short film. Uh, You want to go through those? Sure. (laughs) Let's see. The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. Yeah. The Flying Sailor, Ice Merchants. An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake, and I Think I Believe It, which is not the funniest title in the list. Mm. Finally, My Year of Dicks. Ah, My Year of Dicks. <laughs> which fantastic. Which caused uh quite a quite a funny pause when uh uh Allison uh and Riz Ahmed said it on the on the telecast. Well, Allison uh her year of dicks was season She's, 3 of It was girls. all on girls. Yeah. yeah it was all girls. <laughs> It's all girls. Uh, best special visual effects are always fun. All Quiet oh, yeah. on the Western Front, uh, Avatar The Way of the Water, The Batman, Black Panther, and Top Gun Maverick. I think those are all that's always good. That's always a fun list, right? Because it's like, ah, these are all the movies we love and we see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how about documentary? Have you seen Have, have you seen any of these? I have seen none of these yet, and I love a good documentary, so I'm excited about what all these are, but I've not seen yeah. any of these. Have you seen any of these? I have not seen any of these either, and I know... All the Blutie, the Blutie, the Blutie, all the Blutie in the Budshed yeah. <laughs> has been on my list and I didn't realize it was a, a documentary. So I need to, uh, uh, yeah, need to put all these on my list and, and watch them all. Yeah. Others are All That Breathes, Fire and uh, Fire of Love, The House Made of Splinters and Navalny. Navalny. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's all the big stuff. That's uh, that's yeah. your Oscars. So get your Oscar pools going. Get your hot wings roasting. <laughs> start start them slow kicking right now uh, all the way up until March 12th or wherever whenever the uh yep. the date is on these it's coming fast so watch for yeah. it all right yeah. and we'll of course cover it here here is your news I don't watch the news it's time for the news brought to you by hair in the sunflower seeds yeah i found a bag of sunflower that seeds that had hair yeah. in it and had a little bit of hair in it one one strand or like a a little tuft a, like a little a, a tuft yeah like multiple strands of hair kind of at oh, the gosh. bottom of the bag yeah it was david's was the brand maybe it was david's hair maybe i don't maybe know it was david's merkin i don't know they weren't short hairs benjamin in that regard they were, they were curlies uh, <laughs> they were blondish and kind of half inchy something like that somewhere okay range. yeah not cool That's... not cool it's not what i want yep. in the bottom of my nope. bag of anything you know? i have a thing that that's my that's my thing. Like, you know, I can I can lick the fingers after uh, the chicken wings and do all that stuff, but hair in food really freaks me out. Could you, okay, scenario here. Right. Okay. <laughs> Guy sitting across from you. Let's say it's Dave, Crazy Neighbor Dave. Sure, okay. You're both that, having, it happens often, yeah. You're both having barbecue. It's good, it's good stuff. Dave gets sure. a big old, like, finger full of barbecue sauce would you yes suck his finger off uh, would no, you suck it off of his wouldn't. finger no i absolutely wouldn't okay good don't do that i i might suck the barbecue sauce off tina's finger but even then it's like uh eh, my yeah, own I, fingers that's it that's pretty much where you know i can't even do mine <laughs> i can't I can, let I alone my wives you, yeah. can't do my wives can't do my friends can't even do my own 
Just, it's just crazy. Just forget it. Yeah. Give me a big fat napkin any day. I'm good. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's start with this <laughs> no, story. The fact, that, the fact that you phrased it as, would you suck his finger off? Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I regretted it as soon as I said it. Yeah. Uh, can, let's see. Kansas City Drug uh, Recovery Center concerned with the smell of a grow operation. Oh, see, this is the thing people don't <laughs> yeah. think about, man. You got these like, you know, uh, places where people Grow are in houses. rehab and then like two de- yeah. two doors down, you got a place growing weed. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, anyway, it's... something's in the air. It says here on East 23rd Street and Indiana Avenue in Kansas City, Missouri, a uh, marijuana grow factory moved uh, in last year, but a nearby drug addiction recovery center said that there's been one big problem. You smell it. It's got a very strong smell, says Ken Vick. The uh, executive director of Benilde Ben Benilde Benilde Hall Benilde Benilde Hall Benilde Hall Benilde Hall All right not not Belinda Hall No Benilde Hall <laughs> or Carlisle or any of those That's right uh, st- total different Benilde <laughs> He's talking about the stench of pot filling the air The organization spent the last 30 years helping men overcome drug alcohol and behavioral health issues about 100 men lived there uh, for a few months, taking a nearby bus to get to work. However, the bus, the bus stop is uh, across the street now from this new grow operation, meaning the men are smelling marijuana as they wait for their work ride. Uh, it's actually aggravating, or su- excuse me, activating their urges, says Vic. Mm-hmm. This activates the part of the brain that causes an urge, which tends to make it harder for them to focus and want to return to use. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What are you going to do? You know, you gotta. I think that's a that is a thing where, like, there should be a a radius of what you can't, um, what you can't build near a rehab facility. Hmm. And I think you know, um, certainly a grow house, maybe maybe like a uh, uh, a bar. You probably can't have a bar on the same strip mall as a. <laughs> it's a rehab facility feels like a bad idea. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like um, there, that actually should be uh, kind of a restriction for sure. Pops and Recline in the chat says, "How? who was there first? This place was there first. They've been there yeah, for the 50 years. the rehab facility was there first. Yeah, they've been doing it for like half a century. So Yeah, the growth facility moved in last year. So it's, yeah. And I, I think it was, la- that, was it, that coincided with uh, legal weed in Missouri, right? I think. Right. Wait, is it yeah. legal in Missouri? I don't actually know that. I don't know either. Like, can you have a can you have a grow place in a state where it's not yet legal? No, I don't think you can. Okay, so it must be. Yeah, drenched wildfire says yes. All right. Yeah, I can smell. So when I when there's a uh, uh, when I pick up somebody who works in a grow house versus works in a um, a cannabis store. There's definitely a different kind of smell. Like working in a store, there's kind of the just the smell of the the smoking around them. Mm-hmm. But uh, and and just someone who smokes a lot. I actually did pick someone up yesterday who got home from work, put on his sweatpants, p- cracked open a couple beers, and then said, "Oh, I need some pot." And so called me as a lift to go pick him up, drive him to the cannabis store, and then drive him back to his house because he was smart enough to say, "I had two beers. I shouldn't be driving." So mm. good for good, him. Good for him. Did, uh, but then there's a totally different smell for some for a person who works in a grow house. A, what a much more like a, a sharp kind of a tangy like vinegary kind of smell hmm. versus the smell of uh, someone who smokes it. Yeah, so it's the real stuff. It's the raw stuff that gets right to the heart of what they want. Man, they want right. it. Here's what I would ask: uh, Can DoorDash? 
bring someone weed in a weed state. Is that a thing that you can do? No, because there's there's no there's no responsibility on the DoorDash person <clears throat> to check ID or or any of that stuff. So they'd have so the ID rules wouldn't hold. I think it's it, the ID rule. Yeah, that's got to be a big part of it. Just that. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah, they do. They they do have delivery services though. I wonder how that works. I guess it's if it's arranged through the store, and the person who delivers it from the store like is a employee of that store um uh can check id and make sure interesting yeah well let us know weed lovers how do you get your weed delivered do you have to go get it (laughs) someone weed lovers let us know yeah uh japan in the news you know the 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 isle of japan the great i'm familiar yes yeah the great (laughs) empire of japan is in the news Uh uh-huh japan sells dead whale pieces and vending machines to boost trade this is just the stuff that uh, brendan frazier left over from the movie it's just big chunks of him (laughs) i think this is the stuff left over from that explosion in oregon uh 50 years ago oh yeah they're still going going through that you know you got to get rid of it somehow still still getting pieces yeah says here japanese whale hunting company started selling parts of dead whale and vending machines to uh this is an attempt to boost trade Tokyo-based Kyoto Sempaku last month set up four machines in the capital and other places selling whale skin, frozen whale meat, and canned cooked whale pieces. That's mm. a fun rate label to see, isn't it? Canned cooked whale pieces. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I'd try canned cooked whale pieces. Sure. I'd try whale. I've never had whale, but I would try whale. Yeah, if it's cooked, sure. By the way, Adam12 says, yeah, you must show ID when you go into the shop, but for delivery, you have to send them your ID online first when you place the order. So that's how they that's how they know is you send them your ID. So online. could you have done that and then DoorDash can pick it up? You think? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if DoorDash... Or any of those guys, Post, Postmates yeah, or Grubhub or, or Postmates or whatever. Yeah. yeah I'd okay. Say so. All right. Nice. Thank you, weed people, for your weed info. <laughs> Thanks, M12. He works in the cannabis industry, by the way. Oh, very nice. Uh, can, can he be our, um, what can he, can be? Be, he can be? our weed man. Yeah, he can be our expert. Every time I got a weed question, we're going to toss it your way, man. That's right. And uh, that'd be great. All right. Uh, where the hell was I? Oh, let's see here. Um, the plan uh, is to set up three more vending machines this month uh, from 1,000 to 3,000 yen, which is about six pounds, which is about, what, five bucks or mm. something. Uh, you can you can buy the whale meat. Uh, if the meat sells nice. well, the company uh, plans to open up 100 vending machines over five years. Conservationists decried the move as desperate, cynical sales ploy by a cruel and declining whale hunting industry. Uh, <laughs> whale meat uh, sales have plummeted in Japan over the last 50 years, so this is an effort to boost trade to support continued hunting. According to the Whale and Dolphin Confers- Conservation Charity, it says the company wants to convince the Japanese government it has good business models to expand quotas in future. You know, I guess saying that, yeah, I would try whale meat. That is that is uh, kind of like the equivalent of saying, sure, I'd eat Bengal tiger or I'd eat, you know, sure. some protected animal thing. So, you know what? No, you keep your whale meat and I hope you never, uh, I hope you uh, go out of business, whale hunters, and uh, uh, and uh, you can't uh, kill whales anymore. There sure, we go. There you did it. Nicely done. Yep. There we I go. mean, there are indigenous folks I who backtracked live. backtracked beautifully. <laughs> They're indigenous folks that live in like Siberia or live in the up, uh, upper uh, Arctic stuff who sure, their sure. entire culture is all about eating. Yeah. yeah, they eat blubber and all that. Those people are fine. We're not talking about them. Mm-hmm. We're talking about you fancy schmancies who want to put it in restaurants and vending machines. Mm-hmm. 
You jerks. Exactly. <laughs> Claire says if either of us ever try well meat, she will never listen to our show ever again. Oh, man, Claire. All right, Claire, here's the deal. What if... <laughs> I love it. What I if... Love but he begins with a what if. Here we go. All right. Here's the, here's what if there's a hair in the whale meat and we have to lick our fingers <laughs> off afterwards? No, here's the deal. What if I'm at a restaurant and there happens to be whale meat at the table? I didn't order it. I didn't ask for it. But someone says, here's a little quarter inch piece, Scott. Eat it. You would stop listening to the show if I eat that little quarter. Oh, no exceptions. Okay. No exceptions All right. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll teach us not to eat whale meat ever. And whoever ordered it, I'm never eating with them again. What if I'm up in the Arctic (laughs) and I'm in an igloo sitting around with some lovely Inuit people and they're like, oh, we've prepared our family traditional thing. It's got whale meat in it. How about then? I'm eating that. I'll tell you right now, I'll eat that. I will honor those people. Okay. So you, you take your flag burning... The pinko hippie tree hugging lifestyle. Isn't there a uh, there's a burger place on the strip uh, that's uh, uh, Mark and Donnie Whaleberg called Whale Burgers, and I think they sell uh, whale whale burgers. Oh, is that a thing? I didn't know that. Yeah, Donnie Donnie uh, Whaleberg and Marky Mark Whaleberg, (laughs) known for Donnie, known for wearing underwear and yelling at uh, yelling at uh, uh, I can't think of his name. That kid's got the right stuff. He's pretty great. <laughs> uh, Arby's does not have well meat. Sorry. They say they have the they meats. Do they do not have well meat. Sorry. They do not. Uh, that's going to do it for now. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll spend some time with our pals, uh, Bill Duran. And of course, after that, Bobby, Bill and Bob, we call them uh, for short. <laughs> it's the Bill and Bobby hour. It's the Bill and Bob show. <laughs> it sounds like a morning show of its own right. So uh, yes. anyway, stick around for that. We got a, an email for Bobby as well, which uh, I'm excited to read. So uh should be fun, but we need music, so Brian, provide it. Yeah, so this is a new solo project from uh, Christine Capua from the band Tiny Fireflies. It is called Tiny Microphone. She's got a brand new single featuring Gary Olson of the Ladybug Transistor. The new album is called Other Cities, and it comes out February 3rd. Go check it out. Big thanks to Dark Secret Media for letting me know about this. Uh, the new single is called Stranger. Here is Tiny Microphone featuring Gary Olson and Stranger.
you would leave a mark so deep that I'd always remember But that was so long ago This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Hi, what can I get for you? Do you know of a place where sailors hang out? Sailors? I see them at night. We close at 8. But I often see them from just before that. I see. Oh, what am I going to do? At the morning stream, Barbara Kopetsky died in the war. I'm Barb Wire. And we've returned. Who was that one more time? That is the band Tiny Microphone, a solo project from Christine Capua. It is a new single called Stranger. Check out the full album, Other Cities, early next month. Very nice. All right, everybody. Batten down the hatches because it's time to learn how to make stuff and be creative. And we're going to do that with our old pal, 
Bill, who will join us now. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Bill Duran joining us from PunishProps.com, the wonderful place you can go on YouTube or otherwise to see really cool stuff being made. He comes on the show and gives us advice, sometimes works uh, his projects into the conversation, and sometimes it's just good old-fashioned advice for creatives. Bill, welcome back. Good morning, friends. Hi. Happy to be here. Nice to see you. Uh, Did you know, uh, well, let's see. I don't know if I want to bring this up or not. Okay. We had we had a brief interaction online about this new game coming from the Steam uh, Steam uh, World people, the the Steam World Dig people. Oh, cool. I like those. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I love every game. They've never made a game I didn't like. And yeah. um they've and they always every game they put out with the exception of 1 and 2 of Steam World Dig, those were two very similar games, but every time they do a game for the most part, it's like a whole new genre. It's like, "Hey, we're trying mm-hmm. something totally different in this world." And they've got a fully 3D realized thing coming soon where you're kind of a bounty hunter thing. And they didn't talk about that. But this week they announced they're making a city builder based in the SteamWorld Dig universe. Really? Oh, that's cool. And it looks freaking rad. And I thought of you, not just because you replied on Twitter, but I also thought of you because all the little trinkety things in it looks like shit you'd want to make. I know, right? Yeah. I'm also obviously... hooked on games where you have to make things mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's just in my dna yep yep uh we started a new valheim game this weekend oh no i wanted <laughs> to make little houses did they ever what, what's the did they get the new biome there's supposed to be a new biome out. yeah Mistlands. i, I, I want to check that out too but yeah make it i mean i don't know there's something, something pulled about you stuff. something finally pulled you away from satisfactory huh <laughs> well, Back to I have about 40 more hours to put into that game again until I beat it again. Um, but I uh, had the itch to chop down trees, you know? Yeah. Sure. Sometimes you yeah. just want to chop down Sometimes trees. Sometimes you want to hit a tree. Hunt. You want to hit a tree with a stick and watch wood fly out of it. That's just mm-hmm. the thing. Uh, well, good. Well, anyway, when that thing comes out, we'll probably have more to talk about. Uh, but this week, what do you have for us today? Uh, I've been obsessed with making stuff that has moving parts. Um, and I'm excited because Brittany's been getting into it too. She got an old lock from her grandfather's barn, this like hundred year old crusty lock, and wanted to figure out how to replicate it. So she's been taking it apart, figuring out how all the little levers and the key and the springs work. And it's just fascinating. I love that uh, so I want to talk about that designing and making things with moving parts, with mechanisms. Uh, and I have a book recommendation right on the right off the top. Oh, what's <laughs> this, Wendy? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, this book is called 507 Mechanical Movements. There is a website. I'll put it in the chat. It's 507movements.com. Uh-huh. This book was written in 1901, and the drawings uh, look like it, which is oh, probably my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah, the website actually has uh, some of the images and some animations of all the moving parts. Oh, yeah, look uh, at this. Ooh, this is cool. That's cool. Right? Old school. Yeah. So if you're designing something that has moving parts, this is going to show you, like, if I look at the uh, the glossary here of, of terms, uh, you could look for how a cam works or how a helicograph or how a Lewis. Maybe that's a guy that made stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Learn how Lewis works. Yeah, how does and Lewis work? <laughs> and pumps and screws and uh, presses and propellers. Like this is the sort of textbook of different individual movements that you combine together to make a bigger mechanism. Mm-hmm. And I'm obsessed with it. I love it. Mm. Uh, this is interesting because uh, this, this author Henry T. Brown. It's the only thing he ever wrote, and it's 
there are a dozen spinoffs and people with their own rift on it. This must have made a huge impact. Obviously, oh, you're, yeah, ta- right? you're talking about a book in 2023 that was written all the way back then. Like that's there must be something Still to useful. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It was the first book on the New York Times bestseller list. <laughs> so. Uh, what's really cool about it, though, is that all of this stuff is still uh, relevant for things like 3D printing, right? Like, if you want to 3D print a mechanism, how do you design the parts? Well, you look at this thing and you figure out how all this stuff's going to go together. Nice. Uh, a, another thing I really love doing, because I've designed a few mechanical systems in my day, mm-hmm. uh, is to look at examples of what you want to replicate. So, I made the Blade Runner Blaster. Uh, a while back, all 3D printed. The original Blade Runner blaster, the prop was built around a bulldog revolver. So I went on the internet. I bet if I look right now, I'll find it. Um, I found an exploded diagram of the real sidearm, right? Yeah. Uh, bulldog uh, exploded diagram. <laughs> if, you know, if you know the words to look up, there it is. Oh, exploded yeah. diagrams are my favorite. Just all the parts yes. pulled apart. Yeah. Mine too. I love those. Uh, yeah. And it shows you all the parts, what they look like, how they go together. Um, and when I made the, the uh, my version, I just copied it. I just copied that diagram. Now, it took a couple tries, but I got it to work. I could look and tell how the spring works. There's a couple different versions in that diagram for the hammer. I picked the one that worked for me. Uh, and I was able to copy it, which was really cool. And then I uh, 3D printed all the parts. Uh, before doing any 3D printing, though, I did like a mock-up. I had a piece of wood, like a board, with some like cardstock and nails as the fulcrum and like sp- um, rubber bands as the springs. Because you could do incredibly simple prototypes like like that to figure out the diagram or to figure out the mechanism. Because mm. I'm here to tell you, if there's more than one moving part, there are movement relationships there that do not become apparent until you start playing with them. Mm-hmm. Like it might make sense in your head, but until you see it working or not working rather in real time, uh, the concept doesn't snap in your head, right? Until that happens. Right? There, I found a YouTube uh, channel that does nothing but 3D renders of every one of the 507. Uh, uh, that's what I'm movements. talking about right there. That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, it's good. Oh, those are the videos I watch at night after my wife goes to bed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is Bill's ASMR, you guys. We found it. Right. Nice work. Yeah, but it'll show you. So, like, if you have something that's rotating and you want something else to rotate at the same uh, pace, but mm-hmm. in 90 degrees uh, from that first one, mm-hmm. then that, that one that was just up on the screen would do it. It's two pulleys with a belt around it that twists uh, 90 degrees. Yeah, the one that blew my Square mind. Square gears. Dead. Yeah. It's worm gears. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Look at that worm gears. Look at this, you guys. See, that's mm-hmm. tri- that's a trip. The one with the two square gears that somehow fit. I know, right? I don't know how that you know, works. That's crazy. You know what's cool about worm gears mm. is they can't be back driven. Uh, so if you would drive the worm gear, the, the weird looking gear there, and yeah. it, pu- it pushes the other one, but it doesn't work the other way around. You cannot back drive a worm gear. Oh, that's wild. Which can be very important in different mechanical systems. Never try and pack a worm gear. I always used to say when right. I was a kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got to, it's old advice, but it holds today. <laughs> Look at this one so, here. This is the lips gear. That's insane. Oh, that. yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so another revolver I designed uh, was the uh, one from Trigun, for, uh, Vash's Stampede's revolver. Oh. And for that one, I purchased a 
uh, uh, an airsoft revolver, and I just took it apart, looked at how all the guts worked, and made my own version. Nice. Um, it is not a simple mechanism, I'm here to tell you. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> so when you pull the trigger, the hammer goes back until it gets to a certain point, then it snaps forward. It also rotates the cylinder 60 degrees, mm-hmm. but... There's a little tab in there that prevents the cylinder from moving at all until you pull the trigger a tiny bit. And then it allows it to spin briefly, and then it locks it again. Mm. Very delicate relationship there. <laughs> uh, but also, it's a, it's a double-action revolver, which means you can pull the trigger and it'll shoot it. Or you can pull the hammer back, it'll lock in the back position, and then when you pull the trigger, it'll snap forward. So it had to do all of those things in harmony. Uh, and it took a lot of tries to figure it out. So many little relationships that rely on things being in the correct position. And if they're not, like, especially that the um, the point that things revolve around, that when you move those just millimeters in one direction or the other, it changes all those relationships. So it took a, quite a few iterations to figure it out. Maybe that's but, why they call it the trigun. You got to just keep yeah, going. Yeah. Yep. Keep trying. Yep. <laughs> Uh, that show, you're watching that new show, by the way. Have you seen the three episodes I haven't, or whatever? But um, uh, our pal April saw it and she told me I have to see it's it. It's fantastic. Phenomenal. It's real yeah. good. I've only seen the first episode in English. The other two are waiting translation or waiting right. for localization. So I'm going to wait and just do the whole thing in English. But love it so far. And I like, I kind of like the previous Trigun. Didn't love it, but it was okay. The, the 2D stuff from years ago. Um, but this new thing is like, the perfect combination of 2d and 3d it's it's like they finally figured out what is anime and how can it still be anime in 3d without looking weird very cool and they pull it off and there's some of the some of the most dynamic action scenes i've seen in anything it's so cool oh awesome yeah you'll love it i know know it's exciting because several of my prop maker friends have already started making the gun from the new show (laughs) yeah that's the try harder Uh, gun yeah happy with my old one i got it right behind me there i think it looks pretty cool nice Nice, nice. Uh, well, cool. Well, this is great. Uh, go. Speaking, yeah. Go ahead. Real quick about uh, animatronics. Uh, you you probably also enjoy not just like the mechanical stuff like this, but things like like the animatronics at at uh, Disney World and and oh, yeah. things like that. The um, the guys who make those video games, like I have, I'm trying to remember New Wave Toys, like all the the one twelfth size Missile Command and Asteroids have a Zoltar coming out that's one twelfth size. Oh, cool. So it's got, you know, the little, uh, all the movements of his eyes and his mouth and his wow. hands. Um, I want thing, that. You know, love to take that apart and see how mm-hmm. that all works together. I would love that. Yeah, take take stuff apart, everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, film? <laughs> film if you can afford it. it yeah, right. Exactly. Take pictures see? along the way so you know yeah. things go back together. Yeah. Because yeah. stuff has springs in it. When you open it, pew, things go flying. Yeah. No, that's awesome. The question is, if you if you make a wish to be big, but it's on a... One twelfth size Zoltar, what happens? Do you become big, but kind of just one twelfth the just, size of Tom Hanks? Yeah, only uh, yeah, only twelve uh, percent bigger. Twelve uh, percent bigger. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I want the version that I saw in Vegas where they converted it to have Post Malone selling beer in there. Have you seen that one? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we were Something there. In, uh, yeah, we were. That was the one in uh, Resorts World. Yeah, yeah, right by that big, uh, that giant, big sphere, sphere yeah. thing that just blows my mind. The TV, so cool. TV sphere. Yeah. Uh, well, Bill, as always, a pleasure uh, to hang out with you. You have a little bonus something for us this week? Sure do. Uh, it's a newer YouTube channel called Inheritance Machining. 
And uh, he, I guess he inherited an entire machining shop from his, his grandpa or his dad oh, and wow. makes little machining projects. But it's filmed really well. The video I just sent is him making a knurling tool from a kit. Uh, if you're getting into machining, a uh, very old school thing that still exists is you can purchase kits that give you all the stock metal and a diagram. And then you have to use your lathe and your mill to, to build this thing. So he's building a knurling tool for his lathe. And I find that stuff just endlessly fascinating. Oh, look at that. Yeah, this is cool. I also like the vibe of his channel. This is rad. Mm-hmm. Very mellow. Yeah. Oh, and he'll frequently, when it comes to like designing a project, he'll sit down with paper and a drafting table, mm-hmm. draw that thing by hand, and that <laughs> tickles me in the best way. Yeah. Very cool. Tickles you in all the right places there, Bill. Uh, well, there you have it. It's Bill Duran, everybody. Punchprops.com in the meantime. And uh, if you've got any questions or thoughts about Bill, you can always send those in via email or contact him, and we'll talk about them here on the show. Bill, have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next time. You got it. See you. Bye now. See you. And uh, that Punish Props video, the one he talked about for you home listeners, is available at quicktms.li. Nice. Uh, why can't I find Bobby? Oh, there he is. All right. His name throws Bobby me. Franks. His actual name always throws me. Uh, mm. with the way it's displayed in Discord is weird. Robert Holden Franken. Hello, Robert. Uh, all right, let's play his thing because we have a theme for him. So here you go. Where is it? Right here. Whoops. Science. It is science. Time for some science discussion with our old pal Bobby Franks, who's uh, right here hanging out doing stuff. There's his video. Look at him, you guys. Look mm-hmm. at that glorious. Bask in that glorious mane. That's right. <laughs> did you uh, did you fly today or, or no? Free of flying? Oh my gosh, I did. It was um, it was. It, I'm shaken. It was. Uh, I almost crashed the plane into the ground. Really for oh, reals? Jeez, that yeah. almost really happened. Tell me more. I need to know more about this yeah. tale. So, uh, well, I have to explain not very quickly explain a concept because of a of a term i'm going to use it's called the round out when mm-hmm. you're coming in for a landing you when you land a plane you're actually flying it at the ground right mm-hmm. the nose is pointed at the ground at a certain point and it's a very shallow angle towards the ground i think it's like three degrees usually so it's not steep yeah but it's um steep enough that you will crash into the ground because <laughs> you're pointed at it sure um but uh, there's a point in the landing and it's very low to the ground it's like it's like 50 feet above the ground, I think, tops that that you begin to, maybe even lower than that, you begin to round, wow. you, what's called the round out, which is you lift the nose up. Yeah. Um, and, and 50 feet? Seriously? That close? Yeah. Yep. Jeez. Okay. And so, th- so that's why they say that landing the plane is absolutely the hardest part that you will learn, mm-hmm. um, is because you have to gauge those distances, you have to learn when to do it, how quickly to do it, because here's the thing, when you're coming in for a landing, also... You want your plane to be slow um, because it's all about managing the energy of, of the plane, right? So you, when you land a plane, you're not pushing it into the ground. You're not just like smacking it into the ground. Mm-hmm. You are continuing to fly the plane right above the ground, like a feet above the ground, um, until you slow the bleed off enough energy that the plane can't fly anymore and it just literally falls out of the sky but you're you're like a foot off the ground so it's Hmm. fine right okay so that's how landing works and so it's (laughs) it's very 
you have to do it very carefully, um, <laughs> as you can imagine. Um, anyway, so the round out happens at a certain height, and then that's when you start to lower, reduce your power, and you're holding it off and slowly uh, doing what's called a flare, which is pitching the nose up so that your back wheels hit the ground first. All right, so now that I've explained all that, yeah. last time I went, I was doing bad at landings because I was rounding out too high. And what happens is you round out too high, you're going too fast, and and you start to balloon up and down, and and that's not safe either. So you end up having to go around. So you don't want to round out too high. And I kept doing that over and over again, and partly that was because it was very windy that day. Um, but so this time I'm, I'm in my head thinking, uh, well, I'm not going to round out too high. I know what the problem was last time. I'm going to be careful. I'm going to, I'm going to trust my instincts and I'm just going to not pull up too early because I'm afraid of hitting the ground. Right. Uh, so I'm going to let myself get a little bit closer before I did. And Mm -hmm. so I'm coming into the ground and I hadn't quite rounded out yet. And I'm just about thinking, like, my brain just switched over to, I should round out now. And I I hear and feel my flight instructor grab the yoke and go, oh, God. <laughs> Whoa, oh, no. really? Damn. When they have yeah. to get involved, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and so I kept my cool, and he, after that, kept his cool. We landed the plane, and we got off, and... It was. I was only landing one time that day because we were doing maneuvers that day. It was today. I was. I was only landing one time today because we were doing maneuvers out in the practice area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we get to the parking and I park and he goes. Normally he's out of the plane by now and he's just sitting there and he goes. So I don't want to worry or discourage you. The everything was pretty good about that landing except right up at the end, you know. And he said. He said, but my style of instruction is. It usually takes a lot for me to grab the controls oh no <laughs> oh jeez oh man and I, least, I told him least, I, go ahead at least he's talking to you like the worst thing to me would be he silently writes something on his clipboard and then gets out of the plane and walks away <laughs> like that would be worse to me than actually yeah. saying okay well you know what you screwed up right <laughs> yeah 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 no, and that's kind of what he was doing, and we talked about it, and he, and it was because I was overcompensating for the previous week, and he was like, he was like, look, I get that, totally get it. You're trying to get this right, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he said, but if you're gonna err on any side, you need to err on the side of being too high rather than too low. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so totally wow. makes sense, but it really shook me up. I all on the drive home, I could do nothing but think about. What would happen to my children and family if I had crashed that plane? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh God. Yeah. Not to so, mention this segment. Wait. Give a thought to our segment. Yeah. Here. What about us? Yeah, what about us? Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. Nice. I don't want to worry you. Jeez. <laughs> and the, we don't want to be uh, first on the list, but we want to be on the list, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to shake the feeling before I go again on yeah. Thursday, and I need to shake that before next time because yeah. uh, I can't let that distract me. On, I know what I did. So. On Thursday, will you go right back to you know landing a plane, or will it be like, all right, we're gonna take a you know we're gonna take a break from landing a plane for a for a session, or is no, it kind I'm of like sure, you got to sure. get right back on that horse as quickly? Yeah, as possible? we need to get right back yeah. in it because I need to make sure. It's kind of like it's a the way I see, thing. Yeah, the way I see it is, and they they say this a lot in people who get into car accidents mm-hmm. that that sometimes, especially if you're sh- shaken up by it, sometimes the best thing to do is to get right back in a car and start driving. You know how to drive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you're fine. You just had an accident. And it, the longer you wait, the more it can sit in your head. And and you need to 
like go through the motions again and convince yourself that sure. it was just an incident, you know, like, and you're fine. Let me ask you this. So, if your uh, instructor shows up in like a big puffy fat suit, will you be offended? That he's, uh, <laughs> you know, if he, uh, if he says, oh, well, today I'm going to be flying the plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even worse. But if he's like got yeah. a helmet on and some roll cage stuff and, you know, all yeah, kinds yeah, of yeah. crap, bubble wrap. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, he'll, yeah. you'll know what's up. You'll know how he feels. <laughs> Right. Well, anyway, I'm glad you're here and you didn't uh, crash. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah for sure. You and me both. Yeah, I'm very glad <laughs> about that. Thank you for that, Bobby. <laughs> here is a, I, got a, I got an email re- uh, related to you if you'd like to hear it. Would you like to hear this? Actually, I guess yes. it's a text from a listener. Is it a text or an email? It doesn't matter. Either way, someone. Oh, it is a text. Uh, his name is Lee, and he says, hey, Scott. Hey, guys. Sorry, but Bobby is wrong about the car not being able to be, or sorry, about the car not being safe in lightning. It is very safe place to be in lightning. You're down, Bobby, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Says not, he says it's not because of the rubber tires. It's because your car will act as a Faraday cage and protect you from the electrical charge. See attached GIF. There was no GIF. Uh, anyway, uh, he says, uh, but if you have a window open, you leave an open path so, it can, uh, so keep those windows closed. Have a great one, Lee. So Lee says, Faraday cage car, totally protect you. It's yep. not the rubber tires. Bobby, what do you what do you say? What's your reply? What's your rebuttal? Well, I, I he's totally right. Um, that that makes perfect sense. But f- a couple of points of clarification to defend myself a little bit, I guess. I never said that the rubber tires were anything. Um, no, I think, I I think that was that me. I don't th- yeah, I think I did. I think I was the rubber yeah. tire guy. So yeah, don't give that. Um, don't lay that on Bobby. The, yeah, or even and me, I, maybe. I I never really said that I thought that a car was not a safe place to be. I think I specifically said I don't know, but I would guess. So I so yeah, my guess was I think wrong cuz I looked in you you sent me the text yesterday so I um I looked into it to make sure everything was right. Did you find right. the gif? Like did you go online and search for it? I did not see this gif, no. <laughs> There's no gif. I, he says he attached yeah. one but I didn't I didn't get a gif. No, I'm okay. saying that Bobby could have like searched online based oh, on the gotcha. information and found a gif. Gotcha. No, I didn't. Yeah. But uh but yeah, apparently there are there are not it's hard to find reports of people dying from lightning strikes while in a vehicle. So I'm guessing that this is probably really the case the science checks out yeah it would direct it around you but my point i was making was that i don't think i would want to be in a car either because there's probably still risk you know mm-hmm. if like if you're touching anything metal sure. while you're in the car then you're dead mm-hmm. um, yeah uh, so you got to make sure that doesn't happen but also like sparks and stuff can go off like fuel could ignite uh, remember I, I was telling you the the lightning bolt itself is five fifty thousand degrees celsius um, so. That's a lot of degrees Celsius. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I guess people have survived this before, and and cars have survived it and stuff like that. So, well, the uh, the chat room provided a gif or a, a gif, a link to the uh, to the dudes, the Top Gear dudes. Uh, this is an older video because everyone looks really young in it. And they're all children, basically. But no kidding. anyway, they set up the a scenario fresh, where fresh they get fresh-faced little boys. Yeah, yeah, they set up a scenario where they recreate this, and I don't know what the outcome is. But uh, did anybody have a timestamp? <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to see it get shocked here. Let's see. You know, it'll be yeah. the end of the video. Probably. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, I see it. Okay, so he's in there. They're waiting. Okay. Ooh. Oh, it's getting I see shocked. It there, yeah. Okay, it's just basically directing a direct. Equivalent oh, wow. electricity through almost a, like a like a Tesla coil at it, but not not quite. Yeah, the coil. Yeah. They're at a power station or something, which yeah. explains it. 
Anyway, looks like he lived because he went on to make well, more top gear. Up his hair a little. Oh no, I guess that's the way his hair normally looks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that answers that. Uh, thank you for your your text. If you guys have you know questions or thoughts about stuff Bobby talks about, like his landing uh, discussion today or whatever, you can send yep. those in. And we're, we're happy to read them when you get in. But Bobby, you're not here to talk about any of that. What no, are we here to talk no, about? Imagine today? you brought something to talk yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so Vegas is coming up. Sure. I don't is. know if you guys know. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's uh, I think it's less than it's just now less than ninety days. It was ninety right. days yesterday. Right. Um. So because Vegas is coming up, I'm thinking, but look, looking back at old pictures and everything, and I realized, I think I need to lose about ten pounds before uh, mm. <laughs> before Vegas comes. Oh my gosh. Um. You're tiny. You're a little tiny guy compared to me. Mm-hmm. Me and yeah. I'm a big a fat wiry. guy. Yeah. You're a little guy. You're fine. You're good. I know. You're I am. Not, I know. You're I am. nothing but a little guy. You're nothing but a wee man. So, <laughs> so I was I was looking into that. I was thinking about it, and I promise today this is not a five scientifically proven ways to lose weight fast. I promise that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> um, but uh, but I was. It got me thinking about you know the really popular um, thing that people are doing now: intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, Scott does that. Yeah, I do. Well, sort of my version of it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, do you so want to hear? Have, me, what me, kind of success have you seen from that? Because that's what I did. I looked up what science exists and everything to find out what, you know, whether or not I'm actually going to do it. I'm just curious because um, because my skeptical alarm bells are always on alert when people are talking about different ways to lose weight. Right? Yeah, no, and you should. I think I think that's a that's a healthy way to look at it. Um, I so I did one based on my doctor's recommendation. She said, "Here's what we want you to do." Uh, you're you're busy in the morning anyway, yeah. So usually you're not eating breakfast, right? And I said, yeah, not really. And she goes, okay, that's fine. Just don't eat breakfast, and then when lunch comes around, you have lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then whatever you're doing for dinner, just make it happen before seven p.m. Right. So basically, you create a bigger window of like sleep metabolism and all that stuff can happen with it with less uh, with less heavy lifting because you're not eating right. at ten o'clock. Right. Um, I haven't always been perfect at it, but for the most part, I've stuck to it. And it did make me or it put me in a place where I was losing weight, but I definitely plateaued at a certain point. Sure. Um, sure. And and to go any further than that, I'd have to, you know, there have to be a, a more rigorous exercise regime, a better, better, uh, you know, what I'm actually eating during the day. That mm-hmm. kind of stuff needed to happen. But but it did seem for a chunk of that to shave off about 15 pounds pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my yeah. experience with it. And I, you know, experience may vary, I guess. So, like I said, I looked into it and I, it was, um, it was actually very coincidental. I was looking into it and thinking about it. And, and a study was just published on January 18th. Um, that is the largest non- participant study that has been done looking at what, what they call time restricted eating um which you know is there's a couple of different ways you can think about time restricted eating but intermittent fasting is one of them um and so they were looking at the efficacy and and how what what does it actually do anything right and so from your experience you're saying you think it does yeah um brian what do you what's your instinct tell you about intermittent fasting if um if i'm doing that sort of thing and uh uh 
and I'm just overeating during the times that I'm not fasting, then yeah. I feel like it's not going to do anything for me. Oh, like, yeah, uh, no, that, sure. Yeah. That feels like a, it's like it, it's got to be a combination of that and a discipline thing. Like if I'm yeah. pounding down a big thing of Cheetos, but I didn't do it during my, my fasting time. Then you know it's it's like with anything you've just got to have yeah. the yeah the, and uh, anyone who believes to... that is doing it wrong because that's that yeah. seems ridiculous like the whole point is literally to have less caloric intake yeah and right. if you are just filling those spaces the shorter amount of spaces with more calories then what are you doing obviously yeah exactly yeah. so I mean it, it, right like with the non intermittent fasting like just doing regular it's really still just a matter of discipline and not eating the crap that you shouldn't be eating good yeah so you guys have the right exactly the right frame of mind and so i'll cut to the chase real fast and then we can talk about all the stuff around it and what the implications are they did the study and it turns out the results are that you're timing your calorie intake and fasting for large portions of the day and stuff like that um, or not eating at certain hours in the morning or before certain hours at the end of the day at night um any timing of your calorie intake has no effect, significant effect on weight loss, right? Yeah. And so that's the results of the study. They studied it with like almost 550 people. They looked at people in different categories of eating different amounts of small, medium, or large meals at different times of the day. Like they, they, it was a very well um, designed study that looked at all the factors. I won't go into those details and everything because really the takeaway is that they found that it didn't matter. Um, in general, <laughs> this is funny that they listed this in the results. In general, they found that people who ate more large meals gained weight <laughs> and people who ate fewer small meals lost weight. Wow, you don't <laughs> say. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, water and, is and wet and the sky is blue. Yeah. Exactly. And so that <laughs> it's funny that we say that and you're like, what? you know, duh, what's the point of the study? But that's kind of what they're trying to say is that sure. – what it really boils down to is the common sense idea that it really is just calories in and calories out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If it, As long as you're just thinking about losing weight. Now, it gets more complicated if you're talking about nutrition and other health out- outcomes, right? But if you're just talking about losing weight, then that's what matters. There's no link between limiting food for specific time windows, fasting, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just calories in and calories out. Sure. And so you guys were talking about discipline. Scott, you were talking about, you know, um, restricting your food to a certain time of the day. And in the discussion of the paper, they talked about how that that is probably the reason why you see so much anecdotal success with intermittent fasting is that you're literally just restricting the amount of time that you are allowed to consume food. So if anybody yeah. who doesn't know intermittent fasting is just you you are you you're not allowed to start eating until a certain you fast for a large portion of the day and you're only allowed to eat during this time window, but during that time window you can eat whatever you want. Yeah, see that's the part she told me not to do. She said, "Right. Don't just eat whatever you want, eat healthy normal meals, but then you know, you've now limited your time and you've also had a smart meal during that time. Like if you just eat, if I ate whatever I want yeah. during that window, <laughs> I'd eat three pizzas and four hamburgers. Like what's sure, the point? Yeah, exactly. What's the, what's the benefit? Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, the kind of the benefit that I do see from that is that it, you know, going those long periods where you're not eating, you're teaching yourself 
to get by on being a little bit hungry and that it's okay to be a little yep. bit hungry and right. to not not overeat until you're full and then brrr, keep going beyond that. Right. So that's that's one thing that I can yeah. see. That, that, yeah, it does build good – maybe not – good is the wrong word, but it builds mm-hmm. um, habits of, about – you know, shows you what proper hunger feels like, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, but they were saying that really what this does, intermittent fasting, and why so many people anecdotally experience success is because you're limiting the the window of time that you are you can consume calories, and it's just our stomachs are only so big, mm-hmm. so you're only going to be able to consume so many calories during that time. Now, some people will just cram it down, you know, maybe. Um, and that they won't see success there, but but like your typical person, you're going to eat and during the window you can eat, and you're going to be like, oh well, I'm full now, I don't want to eat anymore, and so you're going to lose weight because you're going to mm-hmm. at the end of the day, each in that day, you've only consumed a certain number of calories, right? Right, 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 right. So, now that makes sense. I mean, as always, these things are usually they boil down to like a couple of consistent truths. So yeah. when someone has a new fad diet, they're either just redecorating, like putting frosting on an existing working thing, or yeah. they make a bunch of promises that you can't actually. Well, that's do. what right. it is, right? You've right. got a ton of science that shows, because there is research out there that shows that, for example, um, there was a study that was that came out last year that showed uh, that um, if you consumed... Like if you did, it was something about breakfast time. Like if you didn't, if you didn't eat before a certain time. Oh no, no. Here's what it was. It's if you had a certain amount of calories first thing in the morning when you woke up, oh. it led to uh, some kind of a weight loss. But, but, and they found that that's and it was it was just a small effect, but it was still an effect, and it was probably be you know there's you could speculate as to why that is. And yeah. they say it was probably because you like preloaded a full feeling and then you it, you felt fuller for more of the day. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, it was a small effect and that's what it is, is there's all these other things you can do that will just, that will give like a little bit, maybe 10% of an overall effect, but 90% of, of weight loss is just calorie restriction. That's all you do. Yeah. Um, that's what it is. You, every day you're going to burn a number of calories. You need to make sure that you're consuming less calories than that. So, and and that's the bottom line. And and it's that ten percent. This is the reason I got on this in the first place. It's that ten percent of like science that points pokes at the edges of different things that will that will work. That is that is really marketable. Everybody wants to to really sell you on that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and that's that's why because the the ninety percent isn't isn't sexy and and attractive. It's not <laughs> cool, you know. It's not a it's not a thing that you can do. It's just stop eating. Yeah, yeah. that's right. basically you know? it. Yeah, it's unfortunate and, it's, and that's frustrating. <clears throat> but that's unfortunately for some people that's well. Part of the reason it is because it says, it represents this promise of less work, less. Less right, commitment, exactly. less sacrifice. Like don't you know? worry about the discipline. All you have to do is this this one simple step, and you'll lose right. weight. And it's and yeah, so it's always true. BS. Always, always not not always. Like we said, like you said, there's always a, the sliver of something, right? Like mm-hmm. right, you could do I don't know Atkins, and you could say, well, yeah, increased intake of protein versus fats and carbs, and you know, you can come up with like a little pivot reason why this is a good idea. 
Right. But at the end of the day, I don't know any 90-year-olds who are really healthy who ate <laughs> nothing but fried chicken for the last 20 years, you know? Right. So, right. I don't know. I think you just got to do the hard thing. I do want to make it clear to people who might be hearing this and think that I'm saying that, you know, intermittent fasting or something like that, like you shouldn't do it. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. Um, I'm say- what I'm what if there's a takeaway point here, it's that intermittent fasting may work as a strategy for some people to restrict their calories. Um, Scott, you said it was working for you, and it may be because, like, if you're like me, I think intermittent fasting would work for me, and the reason is I have a hard time. When I get started eating, I love to keep eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Beyond and, the full point, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and I love snacking. <laughs> um, so, so if I can get, <laughs> build up the, if I can get the the discipline, as you put it, Brian, to say, well, okay, I'm I'm only going to do that during a certain portion of the day. That might work for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a hundred. I also grew up in a house where you were punished if you did not take all the food that was put on your plate. Not the food that you put right. on your plate, but the food that somebody else put on your plate. So, right. That's, that's a well. I point. I grew up. We were we were pretty poor growing up, and so mm-hmm. we would like maybe once a year get the opportunity to go to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like, this is amazing. I'm going to eat all kinds of stuff. And to this day, I, I you know we go to restaurants whenever we want to. But to this day, going to a restaurant, I have a really hard time not like ordering an appetizer a big thing maybe a dessert and a side and then cramming it all in because it's like when, like it's a special treat when are we gonna get to do this like, again? yeah but yeah. like exactly when i was young i was like when is the next time i'm gonna be at applebee's oh my god right, right. <laughs> yeah now i <clears throat> this is you're basically describing me that's my pattern yeah and i need and that's the part i struggle with the most but it's almost like you don't even have to call this intermittent fasting all we're really talking about is like Eat less. Different and, strategies for yeah. for controlling how much you eat. Yeah, but these mm-hmm. people that are like, I'm t- Wednesday through Friday, I'm not eating a thing. Mm-hmm. If that's working then, for you, I guess go Mondays, for it. Mondays, I eat whatever I want as much as I can yeah, to get me seems, through those three days. That doesn't yeah. seem good. That seems no, bad. It's not bad. Yeah, I hear the very people least. who will. Even if it works in the short term, it's not sustainable. You're not mm. going to be able, once you've gotten to your desired weight, you're not going to be able to keep that up. Yeah, yeah. I hear of people who will go like on a week long fast. That's dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's the kind of it's like you're basically starving. You're starving yourself. Yeah. But you don't want to do that. Your liver's going to take a big shit in your veins. These are all made up things that I'm saying now. These are not true. <laughs> anyway, yeah. well, that's uh, uh, very good. I I love uh, debunking um, health stuff, and so yeah, yeah. you yeah. obviously you've got a thing for it as well. So I like it when you yeah. come on here and do it. Um, Bobby, tell people where they can get more science out of you on a regular basis. Oh, well, we have a podcast called All Around Science where we talk about science-y stuff and, and what's going on in the world of science and everything. Um, we just had an episode that just released yesterday, and it was all about something that I can't remember. And I'm, <laughs> I'm stalling to pull up some notes it must have been a really riveting uh moment yeah yeah Yeah. it's uh you know it was about a really exciting (laughs) thing that um i bet i can tell you before you get there hold on oh it's it's about brains it was about um how our brains actually evolved oh yeah your Uh, your title is look at the big brain on brains or on humans sorry yeah (laughs) right too many brains um 
it was how it evolved and if we're so evolutionarily and genetically similar to chimpanzees how is it our brains are so much bigger what were the what what mm. contributed to that if if our genes are so similar cuz they're like 99% the same as chimpanzees yeah but that's awesome so, well we chimps about that. chimps are pretty wild baby uh that'll do it for uh having you here today but we'll have you back next week don't worry don't worry. Yep. And don't go crash, please. Yeah, as, as long yeah. as flying goes well, I'll be yeah. here next please, week. Please yeah. keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. That's please. right. Your one day you will be Top Gun. See you later. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, good. It didn't hang up on us this time like last week. I did yeah. the exact same thing and it didn't do it. So. Woohoo. All right, a couple quick things. A friendly reminder, this is the week. At the end of this week, I'm going to be able to take all these numbers and figure out what our swag counts are going to be. So if you have not gone to Vegas, uh, sorry, TMS, uh, VivaTMSVegas.com and gotten your tickets reserved and or your swag if you're not coming, uh, you need to do it quickly because this is the week where we make those head counts and I need to kind of get a better idea who's coming. It doesn't mean yeah. that there still won't be tickets or you can't right. we get them. We won't cut things off, but no. come on, just get your tickets. Even if you haven't booked your flight or your, your hotel yet, get your tickets, lock those in because that's what we base things on and yeah. space and, and that sort of thing. All of it. And if I'm going to get all your swag ready, I need to know. So uh, get yeah. over there and get it done. VivaTMSVegas.com. The links are there for both the swag and swag plus ticket options uh, right now. So just that's a, scroll to the bottom that's of the page. A, that's the good way of putting it, right? You'll still get in. You may not get swag if you don't get your ticket now. That's right. Uh, speaking of Vegas, we got a question via text. This came from yeah. a listener named Nobody. His name, he's anonymous. He doesn't have a name. <laughs> named nobody. Named Nobody. Uh, he sent this in and says, hey, TMS crew. Uh, oh, Michael. <laughs> Duh. Michael here in Edmonton. I always look forward to the end of your messages, and <laughs> if I don't too, see yeah. it, it throws it. Like, anon. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he says, question for Brian. You may have already told us this, but I can't remember. Do you have a Brian's recommendation for Vegas trip list? We're going to be uh, a couple of first-timers, and it seems overwhelming. Please help. Did you ever put anywhere cool. where you people could just like nab this or have this? I, or? I did, but it needs to be updated. Coverville.com slash Vegas is the, the page where I've set all this stuff up. But there's so much stuff I need to update on there. There's no mention of Area 15. There's no mention of uh, uh, Omega Mart and Meow Wolf and that sort of thing. So basically, I need to just redo that whole page and say, all right, where to stay here's some recommendations where to go to eat or where to eat some recommendations and then what to see while you're there some recommendations so like meow wolf and um that really cool burlesque whiskey tasting thing that's also over in area 15 that i did with uh barry and tristan and and that was just such a such a cool experience awesome so watch for updates there then uh, yep. Yep. So go there. Michael. There's stuff already there, but there'll be more stuff soon. Very nice. Love to see people from Edmonton and Vegas. So yeah, uh, we look forward to seeing you. To Canadians. That's right. Uh, hey, if you're listening to the show right now and you're going, man, it's January 24th. Where, oh, where am I going to put my couple of bucks next month? I got, I got good news for you. We are a receptacle for your extra money. Mm-hmm. We'll right? take your money happily. That's right. Patreon.com/slash/tms. It's as simple as that. No ads, uh, no ads ever. Pre-show content every week or every day, rather. 
Uh, things like couch parties and play dates. By the way, a play date this weekend. We're playing the brand new uh, Jackbox Nine collection, which yeah. just happened. It actually, happened in October, but I didn't know about it. I know, I know. I've been every time I go to Steam and I see that, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to make note of that for the next time we do play date. And uh, <laughs> I keep forgetting. I never. So knew we don't it was know there. any of the things that are in there. Right? No, like, other than there... other than what I saw when I bought it and just saw some names, but I don't know what they are. So we're going to experiment together yeah. and. Figure yeah. it out. It's it's uh, receiving, uh, you know, well well received like they always seem to be. Um, I'm hearing Fibbage Four is excellent. That's the one thing I know or that I've heard. Ooh, cool. So anyway, all of that uh, this weekend and often couch parties as well. Art in the mail. Other great benefits that you can only get benefit benefits 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 if you go to Patreon.com/slash/TMS. Let's get out of here with some music, Brian. Well, okay. Rob Garcia wrote in and said, uh, hey, I need an awesome rock song to announce to the world the entrance of two new adults. Scott and Brian, I would like to have you play a song for my twin sons, Alec and Zach, who turned 18 this past weekend. It's actually two weekends ago. This was uh, from the 9th. So wait, are you saying uh, these are the, so it's a birthday of twins? Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Listen to this. Let's party. <laughs> all right. That's all I Excellent. wanted to do. Um <laughs> TRPW is saying, did you see Safia Nigard's Every Hotel in Vegas videos? Yeah, but that one, unless there's a different one, that one just is on the strip. So basically everything from the stratosphere down to Mandalay Bay. I didn't see one where she stayed at downtown places. Yeah, that um, would be good to include because there's a lot of rad stuff sure. down there. Yeah, Exactly. So yeah, if you see one that's got uh, downtown, that's great. But Listen, I've been talking with Bernadette. She is so excited to see all of us and, and welcome the TMS group back there. So uh, uh, there's, you know, there's no other place as far as I'm concerned to stay downtown. Uh, anyway, seemed like yesterday we brought Alec and Zach home for the first time as their dad. I'm super proud of the young men they've become, and I'm looking forward to what we what the future brings as they start college in the fall. Uh, Brian, please find an awesome rock song to announce the arrival of two new adults. I've been listening since show number one, and the boys always cracked up when Scott played the fart sounds before going to the news. Well, now you heard it at the end of the birthday clip. <laughs> Scott, can you give us an epic fart symphony? Wow. And check the phasers while ordering a fish sandwich and eating rice. Oh, my Jeez gosh. Louise. Too many combos, but I will give you this brand new fresh fart sound I've been using Ooh, lately. fresh farts. Yeah, Good, I love right? this one. Here you go. Oh, man. Oh, wow. And that came out of a person. That's not made up. That's yeah, real. That came out of the bottom of a person or the top of a person? That came out of their butthole. Right there. Wow. Yeah. And the only reason I know that is I saw, I captured it from a YouTube video where the guy took his his phone and captured it. And I got it from, oh no, it was TikTok. Well, wherever. Jamie sent this. He says, you have to use this. Okay. I said, you're right, Jamie. I do. So I'm using it. All right. That's all you're getting. Oh, wait. I'll give you the phasers though. Why not? Let's see. Uh, sure. Uh, here we go. Let's test the ship's phasers. Sure, why not? Oh, uh, yeah. All right, good. Let's get to this. Uh, look, you're not—they're not kids anymore. However, uh, because I couldn't find a, a, a good cover of, of "I'm an Adult Now" by The Pursuit of Happiness, I love that song, but couldn't find a really good cover of it. So decided to go with kids. How about "Kids in America"? Of course, the song originally done by Kim Wilde. There's a new version of it that came out on a Netflix show that I think I recommended last year called Do Revenge. You did. This is the version. There you go. Yep. This is, I think Kim watched it. You mm -hmm. didn't though, right? She, yeah, I have not yet, but Kim really liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was interesting. Uh, here is the version by Maud Latour from the soundtrack to Do Revenge. Very nice. We'll see you guys tomorrow for a Wednesday edition of The Morning Stream. 
Part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Hey, sugar, sweeten up. I saved your life. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.